Hello, good evening, and welcome. I'm Simon Bestwick. And I'm Gemma Files, and this, of course, is No Darkness, no darkness But Ours. <laughs> so, um, to today, so it's a little bit different. Um, we've got um, a team uh, of three uh, creatives online with us today. We've got Sarah Peplow, Gavin Mitchell, and, and Fraser Campbell, who are the co-creators of a graphic novel, The Bird. Guys, I understand that this um, that is actually a Kickstarter is in progress to uh, to fund the publication and distribution of uh, The Bird. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Happy well, it is quite something. <laughs> um, the, the funny part is that uh, I am a not a not a stealth fan of Graham Masterton, but uh, you know, it's Graham Masterton. And one of the things that I came across in one of his one of his books was indeed a fatberg in the sewers. Oh. And that was the moment where I went, Wow, you uh you have found it. You have found the one thing that is the grossest thing on the face of the earth, particularly <laughs> because it's real. <laughs> yes, um, I think I, I I apologize for offending Sarah yesterday when I, I I did ask if the idea of a gigantic mobile fat bird that you know killed people might have been inspired by Boris Johnson, and of course I do apologize for. Yeah, I was very it. insulted on behalf of the fat bird. Well, I can, <laughs> I can, I can tell you. so. Um, I'm not even sure. I'm, I'm not sure. I want to know the answer to this question. But wh where did this one? Where did this idea come from? What was the genesis of this uh, of this story? Well, um, I suppose it started off with a conversation between me and Fraser at a pub after a comic con in Glasgow a few years ago, um, and then, well, before that, I had watched a documentary about Fatbergs. I don't know if it's still available on 4OD. It's called Fatberg, oh. Secrets oh. of the Sewer. And it was really good. And it had this kind of, um, I don't know, there was something about the kind of depiction of the goopy horror and it, that it had this almost Carpenter-esque soundtrack that I think kind of stuck with me and made me think like, yeah, I want to... Um, I want to do this. Um, <laughs> oh, cool! Um, I Did want to um, <laughs> like make some like make something of this, and um, yeah, Fraser was interested, and we just started pinging ideas back and forth. So, yeah. just to elaborate for for those who uh, for those who don't know, uh, a fatberg is a gigantic. It's it's kind of like the the fat equivalent of a of the the great pacific garbage patch <laughs> it's like it it happens when people dump way too much um noxious uh well fats animal fats down in the sewer and um uh, a berg starts to form and eventually it sucks everything else that goes down the sewer in, into itself. Um, condoms, uh, garbage, toilet paper. <laughs> All, you yeah. know, yeah. if, it's, if it's gross, then it will usually collect itself. And yeah. um, 
Uh, and in 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 the Berg, we we have a fact that it is not only fucking enormous, but also sentient yeah. and hostile. And mm-hmm. one thing I really liked uh, was it's the parallel between the Fatberg is kind of physically, it's a kind of an accumulation of literally all the shit that we don't want. Uh, but also that's how it functions on a psychological level as well. It kind of accumulates, it kind of stores up all the, all the things about all the memories, all the things about people that they would really rather yeah. pretend don't exist. And all the human uh, nastiness and misery. Yeah, <laughs> that we tend... All the some negative psychic energy. That yeah. As well. yeah. Yeah. That we tend to quote, quote, flush away or yeah. attempt to flush away. And yeah. uh, I, I loved in that first section, um, even before we sort of encountered the Berg itself, um, when uh, the team descends into the sewer, um, almost immediately people start to, um, the relationships between people start to break down because uh, it's it's as though um, everything negative has gotten hyped up to 11 and lovely. (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's like the sewers of this space where that you know that can't be ignored and it's in the air it's in the the sort of shitty particle infused air they're breathing oh you don't want to fall down here yeah yeah Yeah, because things will um you've had a gobble gobble breach i think someone says to somebody (laughs) oh my god yeah Yeah. i mean and and of course, you know, this is perfect because you're already uh, you're already playing with um, a, a thing that nobody, very few people have done, but almost nobody wants to do, <laughs> mm. <laughs> which is to go down and work in the sewer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So people are already um, on the edge. Of going like, oh God, what does it smell like down there? Oh, don't touch that. (laughs) We did talk about having scratch and sniff as a a stretch goal for the Kickstarter, but apparently that's like, you know, economically unfeasible. Yeah, just a lot too expensive, unfortunately. Yeah. Maybe in the next one. Yeah. The world's against (laughs) us. A form of dead technology that uh, that many people. I'm sure have, <laughs> have not heard of. But yeah, yes. it's yeah. to remember scratch and sniff. Oh. oh, yeah. Is that retro now? Oh, God. Well, no. I know, it's terrible. It, it, I'm still in shock when people sort of talk about the 90s as being something that was a while ago. It's like, what are you talking about? Oh, the 90s your 90s vibes. And I'm like, yeah, I was 25, man. <laughs> what do you mean it was? No, wait a minute. I, I, I kind of feel like Danny Glover and Lethal Weapon. I say, like, no, wait a minute. That would make me 50. <laughs> it would make you far too old for this ad. <laughs> I'm sure quite a few of the characters in the fact that the bird would probably feel the same. <laughs> yeah, they're all fundamentally too old for this shit. Except maybe Jaden, but you know, I think even he feels like he's too old for I mean, this shit. Yeah, to be fair to them, it's it's too much shit for anybody, really. Yeah, uh, seriously. Yeah, 
But yeah, at the same time, it's a The team's a mixture of uh, veterans and and a, and a couple, well, a newbie and a kind of fish out of water uh, sort of management type who's going down with them to make sure that they're doing the job uh, that they're supposed to be doing. Uh, but yeah, the, the, the sort of bulk of the team, or certainly the two main guys in the team, know their stuff and have been around the U Bend a few times. You've been saving that, haven't you? <laughs> it literally just came to me, Gar. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you, that's why you get the big bucks. Toilet metaphors for a fortnight now, just uh, trying to promote the book, you know? It's <laughs> yeah, yeah, it just comes out. Yeah, well, exactly. Colin, yeah. the letterer, has been doing beautiful turd-related puns and <laughs> sewer-related puns. He just, like, just keeps coming. Oh, yeah. no. Doing, we're doing stuff like, you know, I'm doing tweets like, you know, are you feeling flush? Why not walk down <laughs> on the bed? All that kind of nonsense, you mm. know. It's just, uh, you know. I'm reminded of, um, I was reading Simon, one of part of Simon Callow's, uh, autobiography, and he was talking about how when he, he was in the play Mary Barnes, which mm. is um, kind of an, an account of a journey through madness, and there's a scene where the title character basically appears covered in her own excrement, mm. and because it's quite you know, it's quite an intense play in many respects, and the, a kind of gallows humour develops, and so people uh, there was kind of a competition uh, to come up with uh, the best title for. For that particular scene, and Simon Callow's best camp Simon Callow could come up with was uh, "Diarrhea of a Mad Woman." Contributed close encounters of the third kind. Uh, <laughs> I'll definitely find a way to walk that into the promo. Yeah, <laughs> I'm having but, that one. Yeah. of the third. <laughs> yeah. Any anything to do with uh, sewers in in um, in London? Um, reminds me of one of my favorite books of all time, which is uh, a compilation of uh, penny dreadful newspapers um, and, and various stories uh, printed from, I think, 1870-something to 1890-something. Um, and the, the guy who compiled them goes through them and compares and contrasts them with um, sensation literature of the mm. time, you know, it's like, does, <laughs> does terrible things happening create a need for sensation literature, etc. Um, and it's called Black Swine in the Sewers of Hampstead. Well, yes, because uh, <laughs> the idea was that there were um, pigs that lived down in the sewers. They, how they got in there, I don't know, but they'd gone down there to eat crap, and uh, eventually they became gigantic and feral and uh if you went down into the sewers of Hampstead, you might get eaten by the black swine so that was a precursor of the whole crocodile yeah. in the toilet that's fascinating that's never... right yeah, yeah exactly you know i mean i guess it's, i guess it was easier to get a piglet down <laughs> down a yeah. prison back then if <laughs> you lost something down a grate perhaps you know you'd lost a shilling mm -hmm. so you just send your piglet down there to get it to fetch it back <laughs> I mean, and for being, you know, sort of quite comfortable wallowing in excrement. So, so it's kind of, I, I kind of I mean, yeah, and if they go fat, I mean, when you, if, if, what, you hear enough about wild boar to know that um, it's it's not as it's, it's not quite as it, it, it's it's just there's just enough enough believability to the idea to think, well, 
you know, maybe this could actually, there might be some grain of truth in that. I mean, but I mean, we because we, recently, I mean, the moment we, we, it was, it's, we're still sort of serialising it on the podcast, Gemma and I did a thing about um, underground horror. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a recurring thing, you know, you're, you're down, down under the surface of the, as, and especially in an urban context, under the surface of the city, there are all these layers of history and there's all this infrastructure that we don't know about and maybe don't we would we'd rather pretend we don't we'd rather <laughs> yeah we we no. we had gotten as far as talking about subway systems we hadn't yeah. quite gotten as far as talking about sewer systems <laughs> and uh i you know listen i congratulate you guys because i don't think there's enough sewer horror no there isn't is it and you know they are yeah they it's a very I think, you know, this is what me and Fraser were talking about initially, that it's such a, a rich, shitty vein <laughs> of horror. And the things that you talk about when you talk about horror, like you say, you, you know, the the repressed, the under, you know, the underground kind of class mm. stuff, like, you know, who has to go down and, and yeah. literally deal with this shit. And, um, yeah. and, it's and that there's the... kind of a parallel with like the pipes of the human body and, you yes. know, all the... Yeah. The things we we hate to think about happening in our own bodies that yeah every day. there's there's this real feeling in in canada that um you know you're either the plumber or the person who calls for the plumber mm. you know it's like yeah. and it's really important to be the person who calls for the plumber even though <laughs> yeah. the plumbers make a lot of money so i don't understand especially because everyone wants to be the person who calls for the plumber yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's, it's one of the i mean it's kind of one of those kind of taboos that we've and it's kind of really interesting because it'd be what far less of a taboo about about sex, for, exa- mm. for example. I mean, that, that's what that used that has unclogging the pipes. Yeah, but, yeah, that's kind of broken down. But it's still, I mean, you know, we're okay with seeing sexual activity on screen, but unless you're unless you're James Franco, uh, people pooping on screen is kind of. I'm as somebody who watched like the first five minutes of Child of God, and was kind of like, <laughs> take a sh- fuck off. Okay, no, I'm, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> We were just, we were not prepared for that. You know, it was just kind of like, what did, did I just, okay, oh, no, okay, no, 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 but I know it's, it is a natural function, but it's something that a lot of us kind of prefer to pretend isn't anything to do with us, I think, a lot of the yeah. time. No, that's such a true. fundamental animal thing because you feel vulnerable when you're having a crap. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you you know, you can run while peeing if you have to. <laughs> you, know? you just like clench it up, <coughs> run away, um, you know, trailing behind. But uh, yeah, nobody can really do that when they're uh, they're in the midst of uh, having a <laughs> having a dump. <laughs> There's um, a David Rudkin play called The Triumph of Death. Where oh, uh, yes. Yes, the, you, you read that. Yeah, I mean the just the the stage directions like this insane poetry, but a whole a whole bunch of that revolves around that whole kind of taboo about well, partly about the, the taboo of of that as of of defecation as 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 part of it, it's, it, it's kind of revulsion against the body and a rejection mm. of True. that animal nature mm. and of you know, the and of the the recognition of mortality that kind yeah. of that kind of goes the with that. Hope does not shit. There is no, you know, it's like, yes. um, but but also it has to do with Luther and his obsession with, um, yes, yeah, yeah, with uh, fighting the devil in the Kazi, um, with you know having ginormous farts that he thought that the devil had inflicted him with, you know. I mean, listen, I'm not making this stuff up. It's actually part of 
you know, the whole Lutheran thought, which is weird because I think of myself as a Protestant more than anything else. Mm. But <laughs> there was that part of me that was like, dude, why? Yeah. <laughs> but then again, back in the Middle Ages, um, you know, your your house could be partially made of shit, you know, and you just have to deal with it. Um, uh, during the winter, people would bring the animals into the house with everybody else and you know it's like oh well on the one hand it's much warmer with the animals there and you can always throw the crap on the fire on the other hand the animals are crapping all the time <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 I only have two dogs so <laughs> it, feels, it feels like not much has changed that's true <laughs> I'm not packing the walls. That part of you that goes, man, the Romans had sewers. <laughs> like, why did it take us so long? <laughs> I mean, another thing that I kind of noticed one of the characters is sort of saying in in the Berg that um, you know the the actual the sewage system, um, you know, which is is this is and this is something that's what getting on for two hundred years old now, mm. as designed by Baselgate, and it was designed for a much smaller population, a much smaller input uh yes. actually <laughs> having mm. to deal with now and in much the same way people there's only so much there's only so much human interaction that people can take i think is the same character yeah. says this this idea that we're almost we're basically we're being basically destroyed by the the over an overplus of our own shit is um, kind oh, of and, a, and the old the overwhelming understanding that more than 150 people are shitting near you <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> You're being forced <laughs> no, to smell yeah, no. the crap of more than 150 other people. <laughs> it's like yeah, it so will that, drive you insane. What about the accumulation of sort of psychic detritus, really, isn't it? It's, uh, and how that affects you mental. Uh, I should say, you know, obviously the bell is in a sewer, but it, it doesn't have people crapping all, all the time. It's not. It's not that kind of comic. Uh, <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to give that impression. No, no, no. I don't think they have. It's it's just, a different kind of specialist market. Is, is, this a, is, this a, is this a kink comic? Yeah. Uh, no. no, there's there's far more pink than brown in uh, in in the Berg, shall I say. I don't know if that necessarily helps. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, where's that on the Bristol chart? Mm. <laughs> and the tone of the conversation, but I think we, I think Gemma, I think we may have outdone ourselves on this one, Gemma. Um, <laughs> it was already in the gutter at this point. Right. Kind of below. below the gutter. Yeah, well, there you go. I mean, yeah, we started there with nowhere else to go, really. Exactly. Um, no, but I, I, I totally agree. It is about, um, it is about negativity, and it is about the. Um, I, I guess the fact is that all of us as people who work in horror and as creative people, probably, um, and as humans, you know, it's like there's a certain amount of negative thought that builds up in your brain um, over a day, <laughs> over an hour, <laughs> over you know, a year, whatever. And often you do feel that you have to just get rid of it. And yet, how do you get rid of it? You know, you cannot actually flush your brain. <laughs> it's mm. like all you can ever say to yourself is, uh, well, let's not think about that right now. Or you when can, you, you put it in something that you're uh, 
Yeah. No, uh, that's, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's one way to flush it. And then it's everybody else's problem. But yeah, I mean, I, I love, I love the character work in this. Yeah. Um, and I love the relationships or, you know, I, and even the relationships that don't seem to work mm. are still relationships and they're relationships that are very familiar to us. Um, the reversal of care issue, for example, um, you know, where you have to start caring for a parent mm. and you have to step in and do and do all the things that they should, quote, quote, be doing for you. Um, or uh, the the two brothers who don't talk to each other. <laughs> like, literally have, they work together, but they don't talk to each other. Yeah. Oh, one of them says something. Yeah. The other one will go, what did he say? And someone in the middle has to sort of translate. Yeah. And we've all known people like that um, in the same way that a lot of us have had terrible fast food jobs, which is the other end of this. Yeah. <laughs> so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yes. yes. So yeah, how much awesome. how much research did you did you do for this? Um, well, there was the the documentary um, and I suppose other than that, a lot of it just came from kind of observed human interaction. Because, I mean, in the, you know, when we're in the realm of freaky, goopy horror, yeah. like, well, fuck it, we could just go with whatever is the most disgusting and disturbing at any given moment. Yeah, um, definitely. But, but so, that's only half of it because, and mm -hmm. as as we all know, you know, if you don't care about the people who are getting you know, sucked into the berg or taken apart from the inside or, you know, possessed yeah. or you know, whatever, um, melted, um, then it's it's all a bit of a, an exercise in um, grotesquerie, uh, mm. grand guignol, um, sometimes without the guignol. Uh, mm. And yeah, I really love the attention that was that was paid to making these people real and making us care about them. Yeah, I really like the character. I would, I would like to, I mean, it, it, it's one of these things that has the feeling this, this could be, this is something that could be, that could be expanded, you know, as, um, you know, I, I, I certainly- The bird I mean, you, too. Yeah. Well, I mean, you give us a lot with these, there's a lot to, there's a lot, there's a lot to, there's a lot to like with these characters. I was gonna say a lot to chew on, but I really don't wanna discuss that at one end, that end of the elementary process <laughs> when, we're we're focused very much on the other. Um, <laughs> Form a movie is strip of plumbing. <laughs> Human centipedes oh, or something. Oh, um, no. <laughs> um, but you know, I mean, it's uh, you know, I mean, I mean part of me was thinking, my God, imagine the Netflix adaptation where you know you've got <laughs> guests turned into eight episodes, one focusing on each, focusing on all the different, uh, and you know, you can really see that working. When you do, you have, I mean, is it? You feel the story's complete as it is, or is this something you would want to expand, um, or you know, or, or produce some kind of follow-up to, or or is it is it just complete and um, as it as it is? Do you feel? Well, it. I mean, I think it stands alone fine, but I don't. I think we're all quite excited about the possibility of sequels and expansion exploring some of the other characters and terrible things that could be about to happen because mm. um, while it stands alone that doesn't mean that, of course that every 
everything is neatly tied up quite the opposite well, so I, um yeah more. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe not go too deep into that, but, um, but yes, there is a, a nice, <laughs> a mm. nice sort of trailing end left mm. a bit. No, that sounds bad too. <laughs> I think the, I think the story is the, the story we've done. Mm. You do, you do sort of one shots in indie comics, basically because it's, you know, getting getting the whole story out there in a one hour is kind of like a selling point really because you, you you know if, if you're an indie comic you never know really when you're going to be able to fund the next issue or, or, or you know have time to organize yeah. the next issue we all have jobs etc uh so you don't really want your readers hanging around for the next issue says the guy who has two series on the go but never mind <laughs> uh, but but yeah so 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 one shots are attractive for that reason and i think i i, I like the economy of it mm. i like I like that that's one of the challenges of writing a, a done in one story that I like, where you have to create sort of rounded characters, but you have very limited space to do that. And, and I think that's a really good, yeah, I, I enjoy the challenge of that, it's fun. Absolutely. I, I think you could expand the story as it is if you wanted to, like you said, if you know if Netflix want to come along and do that, then, you know, that's, that's <laughs> fine by me. Uh, but also, spill your money, sir. I spill it. <laughs> no, I would not. I would not spill it at all. Uh, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I need his, I need money. But next, the next man. Uh, I'm sure we. Would, I'm sure we would all immediately go corporate. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I think we all have. I, I, well, I know I have uh, ideas for for follow ups. Mm -hmm. uh, I think we'll have uh, one or two. We haven't really discussed it yet in any detail. Uh, but I, I have follow-ups, including uh, an idea for a kids' story. Uh, oh. Which I, which I haven't told the guys about yet. But I'll, uh, you know, it's, uh, so, so that, you know, you, there might be more in future. Mm -hmm. we'll, see, we'll see how it goes. You never know. Well, you, you guys seem to work together really well as a team. And, you know, even to just go on to something else. You know, it's like we've done the sewers. Now <laughs> I was like mountains. Uh, yeah. Guys, I've got an idea for pigs in the sewers. Yeah, well, <laughs> pigs. Yeah, I like that yeah, idea. That's it. Um, <laughs> skyscrapers. Gavin, I would love to see your Victorian sewer pigs comic. That would be beautiful. Yeah, that would do. Yeah. yeah. I'd I'd love for you to write it, Sarah. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, London is, I mean, uh, is, is a great setting for this guy because there's so many, uh, so much history, there's so many different mm -hmm. layers, so much going, there's so much buried and abandoned stuff. You can, mm -hmm. you can do a hell of a lot with that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's the, so, so many Londons as well, you know what I mean? It's like there's yeah. so many versions of London that exist simultaneously. Exactly. It's just, it's just such a, uh, you know, it's, it's such a blend of, of, of people and, and experiences and uh, yeah and what you say the, the the history the depth of history isn't it as it is, it, is it in london where you where you there's there's a segment cut out where you can see where bodicea yeah uh, the red lair yeah yeah uh, the, the city to the ground uh yeah i mean it's yeah there's uh back when it was londinium mm. yeah exactly yeah so it's uh, yeah there's uh, there's all manner of uh, of stories you can tell from you know what you say a Victorian 
uh, version. You can do a Roman version. You can, you know, Edwardian, whatever you want to do. Really, you yeah, do the do the full oh. ass Alan Moore. You know, segments, yeah. segments of time thing. The Bergs through the ages. Yeah, there's, there's <laughs> the of extraordinary Bergs. <laughs> you could even you could even do another version set in 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 France. You could you know the Burgers of Calais. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> nice. Le <Liberg. laughs> Sorry, I saw the pun and I just couldn't resist. Well, the sewers everywhere, so yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. yes, there are sewers Everybody's, everywhere. Yeah, wherever people are, there's got to be somewhere you some some sort of system to let you poop. So you know, <laughs> there's a hole in the ground. The, the, the stories <laughs> yeah, I mean, in, in theory, we could tell a story anywhere in any time period. Really. Actually, one of the one of the things that I learned when I was um, I didn't study archaeology, but I was very into archaeology for a long time, um, was that uh, you often start with places where uh, people discard things, and whether it's a garbage heap or a midden, <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. stuff that just fell in while I was crapping, and you know, it tells a story, it tells a story of the city. <laughs> From its beginning yeah. to its end. Yeah, of course. Yeah. This is the that people throw away. Just so you can tell. Yeah, like you say, that that, that report that can often again go on a psychological. You think you think about the sort of psychological parallels over mm. all the segments of the stuff we you know, all, the, all the stuff we try to discard actually says a lot more about us than um, than we might be comfortable with. Yeah. yeah. So again, it's the, the the whole idea of the stuff that we flush away sort of gaining sentience and, and, and coming back to, you know, the, coming back as the damage we're causing to our own world, you know. It's, no, yeah. yeah, that's absolutely true. Um, I've been interested in uh, the sort of rise of, uh, I guess, psych speak in popular culture. Uh, a lot of people in therapy um, adopting various um, various modes of speech that maybe are better kept for <laughs> for in session than than out um but the the rise in the rise of people who are like yeah you know that relationship was toxic i had to get rid of it and, and you're like the relationship with your mom the relationship is like you you just cut her completely off you know it's like you're never going to talk to her again your mother you the the person that you are closest to in the world i mean you know sometimes you have to do that but at the same time yeah. Um, can you actually ever do that? And the way that people are just, you know, uh, so quick to get involved with each other and then to disentangle. <laughs> it's just like chop. <laughs> it's like, all right, well, we're done. You know, it's like, what about the kids? Well, too bad. <laughs> so, goodbye. You know, so one of the aspects of it as well, as I say, there's, there's a lot yeah. of pain and yeah. anger out mm. there that manifests itself in various ways. Mm. Uh, and it's just, yeah, to me, yeah, as I say, just sort of pulling together. Yeah, it was a good way of sort of pulling that in and making it a physical thing uh, that, that came, that, you know, that sort of accumulates and comes back to haunt us kind of thing as a, as a people. You know, to as ex a, as, to as exteriorize a, the interior. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was, uh, we put it out there in the form of negative energy and it feeds into the berg. Yeah. You know, uh, that's what kind of animates it, really. The, mm. the, uh, the self-loathing and the, and the hate and the enmity. Well, it's also a bit 
like a um, like a fly-like parasite that's you know most interested in um, the decaying parts of ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, that's kind of horror, really, when you think about it. <laughs> Take all the ah, peel off all the dead parts of yourself and make a little story about them. Mm. Well, delicious blue cheese. It's a grand tradition of horror stories where the you know the 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 real monster is you know that we are, we we created them you know, we we create our own monsters you know. Mm -hmm. It's, mm, yeah. um, Absolutely. Those lines. Maybe not usually as pink and gooey, but, uh, you know. <laughs> uh, no, no, not usually as pink, pink and gooey and full of enzymes. <laughs> um, so what are you guys doing next as individuals? Hmm. Oh, we'll say that you've got a new book coming soon. It's also part of the Kickstarter, haven't you? Oh yeah, offshore. This oh, is nice. um, a bit more kind of, I suppose, mildly experimental. It's um, um, horror comic with no dialogue in it, um, <laughs> and it's also liquid related, but not sewer related. Um, it's um, a, a woman on one of those giant unicorn inflatable things that you get she's like you know out for a day at the beach a bit drunk just kicking back on this unicorn inflatable and just kind of floats out to sea um oh while she's God. dozed off and it's about the things that she sees out there wow oh, that's, um, that's great and it's all in crayon, so if you like comics that look like they were drawn by disturbed children, then um, yeah, back the Kickstarter. <laughs> I can see it. <laughs> Fraser? Hey, oh, very well. Um, I, I, I'm usually spinning quite a lot of plates. Uh, being, being the writer in comics is easy, because you just dash off scripts and then you expect mm. all these super talented people to, to make it look great. So. I've got a new issue of my series, Alex Automatic, which is a, a, a sci-fi uh, spy comic about a, a, a secret agent who's had experiments done to him, so he thinks he's in a TV show uh, when he's actually carrying out genuine missions. And mm. uh, it's drawn by James Corcoran, who's working on the sixth issue of that at the minute. And the next thing I'm actually going to be writing, though, will be a sort of space set horror comic. Again, quite fungusy and horrible. Uh, with and that's going to be with Gustavo Vargas, who's uh, oh nice, a Peruvian artist who lives in Edinburgh. And, uh, we've become uh, good pals over the last couple of years, so we're going to be working on that together as soon as I can make some time to to get some stuff down on paper so yeah that'll be really that'll be a lot of fun yeah course, perfect any any potential any potential berg sequels <laughs> that's right <laughs> <laughs> and you gavin um i'm just waiting for the berg sequel like so my slate's clear <laughs> just, just, just waiting for you guys no um, hands. no i'm doing a i'm developing an idea with um andrew maxwell who I also did a few issues of Rum Row with, which was a steampunk uh, sort of prohibition era nice. comic. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's not really much I can say about it at the moment. I can give you the working title. It's currently called Violence and the Bastards of Carnage. Okay. That's, so, that, that's, that's, sounds deconstructive. Yeah. We have my attention. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be, it's, it, it's my sort of love letter to fight comics and sort of like Fist of the North Star and that mm. sort of uh, outrageous operatic kind of anime. So, yeah. Oh, perfect. This all sounds amazing. Gemma and I both read the comic and both really, really liked it. Um, yeah. It's wonderfully gritty and filthy and weird. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I feel, I mean, in the sense of it's down in the sewers, I don't mean this like, I don't, I don't, let's, we, we, as I say, we need to probably, we probably need to clarify it's not that kind of filth. Um, yeah. It's <laughs> the kind of. <laughs> We've just been doing like Tijuana Bibles mm, about yeah. fat birds. Yeah. <laughs> a sexy bird. I, I kind of like yeah. bird influenced Tijuana Bibles, kind of like saying influenced Tijuana Bibles. It's like, I, I don't know what this is. <laughs> was, was this two people once? Three, maybe? Tijuana hentai. This is it. Tentacles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the tentacles! Anybody watching or listening, and uh, I, I would say go go and have a look just for the sake of uh, having a look at Gavin's artwork, which is yes. uh, just yeah. So, yeah, it's even uh, yeah, even if it's something uh, that doesn't appeal to you story-wise, have a look anyway because it's uh, it looks amazing. I think we're quite happy with the story, but but you know, it certainly looks great as well. Thank you. In terms of the script writing, that was praise. That was praise and Sarah. That was you as a yeah. collaborative effort. So how how did that how did that actually work? I mean, how did how, how it was? It was dreadful. Just face all the time. No, again. <laughs> uh, it was uh, it was really really easy. Uh, we batted ideas back and forth for a while, and uh, then I, 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 I sort of knocked together a basic outline and some of the early character work, and we just sort of took it from there. And when we started scripting, uh, I think Sarah started off, did a few pages, and then we just kind of, you know, it was kind of four pages each really, wasn't it? Or until yeah. you know, we kind of tag teamed it until we were done, and, and then we polished, yeah, we just sort of polished it up together. It was, it was, it was really a lot of fun. It was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm glad you, I'm glad you said that. <laughs> 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 Otherwise, you'd have had to wonder forever. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was, it was great. And then uh, you know, that was uh, you know, you sort of, you do that. I, I like doing these kind of things in stages. So you do that, and then you look. Oh, let's try and find an artist. And then you know, uh, we managed to get Gavin. And uh, you know, and then when Gavin was finished, we got Colin in. I'm an, he's an old friend of mine. Uh, and along the way, Gavin got JP in to help doing some do some flats, uh, and it's just yeah, everybody in the team is great and, and really really nice, and we've all had a a really good time doing it. Excellent. Oh, can I ask how long did the process take from kind of beginning to end? Oh, quite a long time though, eh? Seriously, yeah. long time because there was like a. a I, I had like when they were done they gave me the script and then I had like a year break because I was exhausted and burnt out from doing um rum row so, yeah. so that took a chunk of time but then I don't know how long did the artwork take like six months eight 
Well, longer? yeah. Like, Nine? Was 18, it another year? Kind of 18 months from the time we got in touch with you, I think. But, yeah. Yeah. You weren't, you weren't long once you got going. No. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Once the momentum got going, it was fine. But, yeah. How that... long was it? I mean, from, from conception to writing, it took a while because we were busy with other stuff. Yeah. Right. But, and then... You know, maybe, maybe even yeah. a couple of years. Yeah. Uh, because we didn't have the idea and then, you know, start writing it the next day. It just it was one of these things that sort of lingered in the way. <laughs> Festered. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which, but, you but, need you something know, like that to fester. A bad smell. Uh, and uh, yeah, so so yeah, it did take it did take quite a while to come together. But then once it started coming together, it came together quite quickly. Gathered momentum, filled up. Just, like a... just wouldn't stop. Like, <laughs> just kept coming. Like all the best tubs, it came together. Yeah. Quite... <laughs> this is yeah. If, 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 it's all about it's all about Darius. You get enough get enough creative little band down here, and uh... yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, fiber. Ah, there's the tone going. There's, there goes there's the tone down there. <laughs> Big thanks to our guests, Sarah Peplo, Fraser Campbell, and Gavin Mitchell. There's a link below in the description of the episode to the Kickstarter for the bird. Do go and check it out. It's a really excellent comic, really original and funny and dark and just twisted. And if if you've been if you're the kind of person who listens to our podcast, you'll probably love it. Yeah, absolutely. You'll love it as much as we did. Exactly, exactly. And obviously check out everything else uh, these guys do because uh, they're, they're very cool people, clearly. No Darkness But Us is made possible through generous donations from horror enthusiasts just like you. If you'd like to support us, you can sign up to our Patreon and get access to exclusive content, or you can make a one-off donation via Ko-Fi. Links in the description below. If you enjoyed this episode, please let us know in the comments, share and subscribe, and don't forget to hit the like button if you're watching us on YouTube. Let us know as well if there's anything you'd really like to hear us talking about in the future, and we'll be back with more at the same time next week. We will be back soon with another interview or with another discussion of some element of horror, or we'll, we'll, we'll find something to talk bollocks about for, for you know, half an hour or so at a time. Uh, you, you know what we're like. Until then, um, I have been Simon Bester. And I remain Gemophiles. And this, of course, remains no darkness. Darkness. But art. Don't forget to flush. <laughs>